The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. It's time to face the music. It's your day in court with a people's lawyer, Bruce Hagan and attorney Ray Judice. Your day in court with renowned lawyers, Bruce Hagan and Ray Judice. My name is Tug Cowart. This is Extra 106.3. We're going to get to a story that's happening here in Fulton County with the lawyers for the Young Slime Life Gang. Their trial is um, has, has hit a couple bumps in the road, and we'll talk about that in just a second. But I want to introduce you to guys that can really make a difference in your legal situation. We'll start with Bruce Hagan. How do folks get a hold of you? Great to be here with everybody this morning. It's easy to find me. Just shoot up the Hagen signal into the sky like uh, Batman. Uh, I just watched that movie recently, the new one. Uh, pretty cool. But, yes, easy enough to find me. Hagen-law.com is the website. That's H-A-G-E-N. An abundance of information available on virtually every personal injury topic you could imagine. Um, you can call me on my cell phone, 404-202-2233. You can email me, bruce at hagen-law.com. You can find me on Twitter, at peepslawyer. Uh, we had a lot of Twitter traction this week um, involving bike crashes oh, no. and uh, folks who saying like their bike is protected by bike law, which I love to hear. There you go. That's us. That's awesome. So, uh, anyway, easy enough to find me if you need me. All right, Ray? How was Adam West? Was he good in the new Batman movie? <laughs> right. He's great. Yes, that's right. He, they, you know, as, as, as CGI, I CGI, like, they created the, him the to be in there. The new Julie Newmar yeah. is oh a my great God. You know, I just have to say, if you if you really want to watch a cultural phenomenon, it's like the first couple of years of the original Batman series. Pow! Uh, for, and, and of all the great, really great actors and actresses. I mean, the first uh, Catwoman was Eartha Kitt. It's amazing. I mean, you know, I mean, it's yeah, like the Earth's a kid. Yeah. And, and for anybody <laughs> under 60, if you're watching those those uh, original Batman, it should lead you to Wikipedia and Google of like, who are these? Like, who Who's playing this arch villain in this episode? Yeah. Because they were a who's who in Hollywood. Absolutely. And really well made. And and to get those kind of people to do those campy roles, some of which could have been career defining. I mean, in other you mean words. Otto Preminger as yeah. Mr. Freeze could have been career defining? <laughs> That's fantastic. That's right. You could get... Uh, Ray Judice, RayJudiceLaw.com, cell phone 404-964-4185 here in Roswell now and working in all the metro Atlanta courts. But once we get sort of south of the airport or north of Athens, I got to pass you off to a, any one of my number of dear friends in the Rolodex who are competent in those jurisdictions. I think one of the things Bruce and I have talked about several times on various shows is it's really good to have a lawyer who knows the judge in that courthouse um, or maybe is on their re-election committee or something like that. And the further we get outside of Metro Atlanta, the fewer people I know. And that's just the truth of the matter. And Bruce, you'll do the same. You'll go to a county that maybe you don't practice law in much, and you may associate local counsel, sit sit with you at, at the table that can help you pick a jury and says, good morning, Judge. And they say, good morning, Mr. Smith. And who's this nice young man sitting next to you? I'll give you so, an example. We had a case recently and uh, retained local counsel because it was in a very rural area uh, several hours from Atlanta. Um, and that 
local council, he made more just sitting at the council table for a couple of motions. The case never got to trial. Uh, he was probably the highest paid lawyer in that county based on the case that we got resolved down there uh, last year um, just for being our local face. And, and when we were on a motions calendar, it was so funny because um, the judge ruled on the motion, right, heard both sides, then looked at our local council and said, How'd I do? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. This guy earned his keep. That's right. You hired the right guy. That's right. Plus, those local guys and gals, they know where to go to eat the great lunch. See, like that's the, the most great important thing. Fried the chicken day. dinner, lunches. Count and, me in uh, for right, all of right. that. Yep. Jumping into the serious stuff, Fulton County prosecutors are seeking to sever two defendants from the upcoming Young Slime, Young Slime Life gang trial. Because their defense attorneys are pregnant now, neither woman say they want to be tried. Uh, their clients don't want to be tried separately, and it does not hinder their ability to make the uh, uh, you know make the cases and and uh, defend their clients. But um, this is for uh, Khalif Adams and Tenquarius Mender, and uh, both of them saying, "Look, we want to keep our lawyers." Yeah, it's an interesting uh, thing, and I was joking around that um, I you know I've known Ray Judice for. 30 years as an incredible lawyer and what we describe as a zealous advocate for his clients, meaning he will do whatever it takes to get the best possible result for his clients. But he has never gotten pregnant on behalf of a client. And I think that this is uh, another weapon and tactic he's going to have to put into his arsenal here because um, clearly there's a missed opportunity. In this case, you've got the, this massive trial taking place in Fulton County with 27 defendants. It's it's expected to take between six and nine months to try the case. It's It's been 30 days of jury selection just to try to find people who either don't know about this or who don't, frankly, don't have anything going on in their life that they're available to sit on a jury for the next six to nine months. And, and so uh, the prosecution being aware of the pregnancy of two of the lawyers for two of the defendants has filed a motion to have those lawyers replaced. And um, the lawyers, though, and it, it, Ray can talk about this, there are times when you want to have your claim and your client's claim rather severed from the main case. So you've got multiple defendants. You want yours tried separately so you're not tainted by what's happening with the real bad actors. Um, here they're saying, no, we want to be in this trial with all these others because they don't want to be singled out. It'd probably be easier for a jury to focus on them and find some fault as opposed to in the fog and confusion that comes from 27 different defendants being tried at once, they have a better chance of an acquittal. So they're fighting against this uh, and also essentially saying, hey, look, it would be cheaper and, and more cost effective to keep us in the case. Um, pregnancy is not a disease. You should not treat us as you know, having some sort of handicap or malady. It's just that, you know, we would need some time uh, in delivering this baby. So there's there's legitimate reasons, I think, on both sides of why uh, this should or should not be granted. But it's not something that I think either Ray or I have run across very frequently. No, but I think the, the, the most important issue here, not that what you've brought up isn't very important, but is the really sacrosanct right of a defendant in a criminal case, a felony criminal case, to make to have their lawyer not have this, the prosecution think of, think about the ramifications of this where the government trying to incarcerate you is trying to remove your lawyer because he's got a head cold uh, he may be out on Friday or he's got a he broke his ankle judge we can't have him wa walking around the court on uh, on crutches that's distracting and that's not right that's not fair think about all the time these lawyers have put in in the last year almost a year 
just to get jury selection. You'd have to get brand new lawyers to, who could not, no way get up to speed. They'd, they may be ineffective assist, assistance of counsel structurally. So I'll make a prediction and a full, full disclosure. Judge Glanville, Superior Court Judge Glanville in this case, is not only a dear friend of mine, I'm on his campaign committee, and uh, I'm the godfather to his daughter. And, and I know how he thinks. He is a, also a retired brigadier general. So for anybody who thinks that he's going to get pushed around by either side is wrong, uh, he is not going to allow the state, the prosecution, the government, to try to remove these two defendants who have the presumption of innocence, have pled not guilty, and are getting ready for trial to have them removed because of pregnancy. And just to be clear, I think that's a prediction. That's not based on any inside information. <laughs> that's correct. He hasn't yeah, called me. Godfather but I know how he thinks. Right. And, you spend and, some time with him. And not only that, I mean, they're in day 18 or 20 of jury selection. Well, how are new lawyers going to catch up to all the questions, all the movements of a juror? What books were they reading? I mean, all the, the things. And we've talked about jury selection on other shows. That That's knowledge is going to yes. be lost. You can't turn to your client and say, hey, what, what did you guys like juror number 87? Right. Is that all right? And, and one of the jobs of the <laughs> trial judge, uh, you know, you're calling balls and strikes, is you're, you're trying to get it right, and you're trying to prevent an issue to be created that's going to lead to an appeal and, and a reversible appeal. Um, and so the judge, a lot of judges, they tend to look at these decisions of like which path here is least likely to create an appealable issue or, or a reason to overturn the result of this lengthy and expensive trial that might result in us having to try the case a second time. And I think the judge could look at this and say that for the reasons Ray just laid out here, um, granting the state's motion is is more likely to create an appealable issue than denying the motion and just delaying this trial by another month or two, as opposed to um, creating that potential prejudice and denial of the rights to those defendants. Now, all of that would go away if he granted the state's motion, meaning he said, all right, these two lawyers are off the case, we're going to replace them, and then they were acquitted anyway. <laughs> right, then, right. Because then they're not appealing it. Or they enter a plea to some minor charge, which a number of, let's, let's be clear now, uh, this case started off with, what, 18 to 20 co-defendants. We're down to 9 or 10, a number of whom have taken straight probation pleas, okay? And uh, they've, they've stated publicly, as have their lawyers, that, no, nope, there is no deal. We're not required to testify. If they give us a subpoena, we'll tell the truth. But there's no give and take on this. So it makes you wonder, number one, was this indictment initially too broad, was the net thrown not just to catch the the uh, yellowfin tuna, but brought up a bunch of clams from the bottom <laughs> of the ocean that that we don't need. So, and uh, not insinuate anybody as a clam, but you get my point. Uh, so, I, I, I'm I know that Judge Glanville is going to try to keep this case moving forward. I don't think he's going to sever all of that. Is an out card, but of course that's appealable, and he's already ruled against several of the defendants on the severance issue. So I don't think he's going to backtrack on that. It could. Final thought here. Could the prosecution set themselves in a bad light with a judge, any judge, in, in that situation where you suggest something like that that nobody's going for? Um, potentially, but, uh, you know, frankly, they're not in this to make friends. And, and so as long as you're not um, 
angering the judge to the point that now every ruling is working against you, that's fine. But, you know, my dad was a criminal defense lawyer, obviously much different than being a prosecutor. My dad was a criminal defense lawyer, tried cases, it seemed, every week uh, for 30 years. Um, and as he put it, I never won a case where the judge didn't hate me. Okay. Because <laughs> he says, I'm not, I'm not here to become friends with this judge. Fair and, I, and I'm, I'm going to make this court my court, not his court, every chance I get. When we come back on Extra 1063 and Your Day in Court with Bruce Hagan and Ray Judice, have you ever ridden in an Uber, maybe to a concert? What happens if you're injured? What do you do? What are your rights? We'll talk about that next on Extra 1063 and Your Day in Court. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs with Blue certified. Nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford, we are Atlanta's Ford dealer. This is your day in court with Bruce Hagan and Ray Judice on Extra 1063. Welcome back to your day in court with Bruce Hagan and Ray Judice. Remember at the end of the show, we always tell you how to get in touch with these guys so you can get the best legal representation that exists in the city of Atlanta, the state of Georgia, maybe even the country. We will uh, introduce you to these guys and get you their contact information. That way you know how to get great coverage whenever you've run into some sort of legal issue, some sort of legal obstacle, or something you need help with. We'll talk about that in just a little bit. But uh, first, let's talk about people that take Uber down to State Farm Arena, maybe to see a concert. Maybe they take uh, Uber to dinner at night because they know they're going to have a couple cocktails. But what happens in that moment when you're in an Uber and you're just talking to whoever you're riding with, but something happens, there's an accident, and you're either A, injured, or maybe even hospitalized? What what can you expect out of that situation? Obviously, you need to get a hold of someone like you, Bruce. Sure, and we've handled hundreds of cases against rideshare companies. Um, used to be just taxi cabs, which created their own set of difficulties uh, when you had a case where a cab driver was at fault. And there still are difficulties in those cases. Um, Ray and I could talk about this one old warhorse lawyer who, who used to is run. actually a phenomenally decent Great human man. being, and he created a scheme, and he made a lot of money on he it. On, and he was within the law. He represented every taxicab company <laughs> in in the city and seemingly the state of Georgia, um, and, and the, they were defended exactly the same way. You knew what you were getting, but but it was. The biggest problem you had with taxicab cases is that taxicabs don't have to have regular insurance like other motor vehicles do. They have a, a pool of, of money to pay claims, and there's a limit, which is the minimum limits of the law. It used to be, when I started, $10,000 and fifteen, and now $25,000 was the maximum you could ever recover, regardless of how uh, bad the injuries were and how much fault there was on the part of the cab driver. So... Now, Uber and Lyft, 
primarily as rideshare companies have usurped the taxi cabs for the way that people get around and it's a great service and you know from from the standpoint of safety in some respects it's done a great job because you have i believe way fewer drunk drivers on the road lawyers who do DUI defense ray you know will tell you that the phone just doesn't ring every uh, Monday morning like it used to uh, because, thankfully, fewer drunk drivers are out on the road. And that is also, just a quick aside, changed how jurors in DUI jury trials look at your client. Because now everybody on the jury says, well, why didn't he just call Uber or Lyft or one of the whatever services yeah, there will be in the chair. future? Uh, and, and it sort of changed the perspective where you maybe used to have an argument about it was two o'clock in the morning. My client, this not twenty-two year old young lady, was you know the restaurant had closed. She had no way to get home. Her date had abandoned her, and she took a chance. You know, you, I'm not saying it was the greatest defense, but it was a story. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes that's what we have to do is have a story. Now it's just gone out the window. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, I used to talk. I mean, Ray and I, as you know, we're always um, speaking on the sports talk radio station separately from the work we do here um, about you know issues involving athletes and the problems they get themselves into, which it seems it's just a recurring story of, of drunk and impaired drivers that are very wealthy athletes. And I used to joke around, you know, why don't they just buy a limousine company and have a limousine oh team there? They have enough money, you know, have a side business and, and use it to get yourself around. But but then it just became, how do you not take the Uber? You know, you're, you're a pro athlete making 15 million a year, get the Uber XL car, you know, get, get, right, get the yeah. stepped up version of it. But, <laughs> Spend on yourself a little bit. <laughs> but don't drive yourself around at 4 a.m. in your Lamborghini going 110 miles an hour. On or 27 miles an hour. Yeah, either one way, of his own. Right. It's like, Judge, I wasn't speeding. It's like, son, you were going 11 miles an hour. Right. <laughs> so, so, but you know, now the world we live in is that there are a lot of people out on the road that are either driving for these rideshare companies or are passengers in a rideshare, and and the rights are very different. This the different scenarios that come up depending on um, the particular usage of that car at the time of the impact. Um, all of that makes a difference. The big benefit is that the rideshare companies are required to carry insurance, and they have million-dollar policies on their car. Um, so typically, there's a fund there to compensate somebody and have them made whole if they have some serious injuries. Beyond that, it gets to be dicey of, like, can you get past this million-dollar issue? And one of the issues we've run into before and has been fought, and, and I would say fought well at times and, and fought poorly at times, um, is the issue of, um, is the driver an employee of the rideshare service? Um, the rideshare services say very clearly that anybody who works as a driver is not our employee, they are an independent contractor. 1099 guy. 1099. Why does that matter? It matters because, we've talked about this before, if you're an independent contractor and you are negligent, the party that hired you for whatever that job might be, and it could be a plumber at your house, it could be anything, um, they're not automatically responsible for your negligence just because they hired you to do a job because you're an independent operator. As opposed to if you're an employee of the company, then the employer is going to be held liable for the negligence of the employee. And, and while they might say that there's only a million dollars of coverage on this vehicle for that particular driver, the company itself 
has deep pockets and the ability to pay far more and probably has a lot more insurance too. So, so that's a battle that we have fought and won, but it's a tough battle and different judges are going to rule on it differently and, and state to state, it can really vary. Yeah. And this, this issue has broader ramifications. We're in both the state of New York and the state of California are trying to pass legislation that will make Uber drivers employees for state benefits, uh, insurance purposes, workers' comp issues. So if they're hurt on the job, they can file for state workers' comp. They can't right now because they're independent subcontractors unless they have a business of independent subcontractors who are Uber or Lyft drivers, which is a little bit of kooky, but it could possibly be done. Uh, so as, as Bruce says, again, we always go back to your policy. Now, why would your policy be important? Well, that Uber driver may have the minimum coverage if he is responsible. He may not have what's called med pay. Uber or Lyft may fight you when you submit your medical records or bills to them for payment. Uh, therefore, you want to have a good UM policy that will cover you in that vehicle in case the Uber vehicle is hit by an uninsured driver. You want to have good med pay coverage that will follow you uh, and take help you take care of your medical bills. So again, you know, all the issues we, we talk about, so we kind of loop back because they're everyday issues. Now, the other thing I think Bruce brings out that I've always been concerned about on, on the ride share is who's checking these people? I yeah. mean, who's vetting the people, uh, who, I who mean, the drivers? Sure. We, we keep seeing about different crimes and robberies and, and things that go on. And, and it's like, is anybody doing a criminal background check? Are we just, okay, you got a valid Georgia driver's license. You're good to go. Does anybody go inspect the vehicles? Bald tires, bad brakes, you know? I mean, what are we doing? Do they have to take a driving test? To get a chauffeur's license in the state of Georgia, or a CDL to drive a, a vehicle of, what, uh, 40,000 pounds or more, I think it is, for commercial purposes, you've got to take a lot of testing. You've got to go get a physical exam, a special physical exam to have a CDL. You have to, you're subject to screens if there's an accident for bodily, your bodily fluids to see that there's no drugs or alcohol, outside of the law, just in other words, you may not be prosecuted for a DUI, but to maintain your CDL, you better have a clean urine test. So, or and for insurance purposes. So, uh, I've, I've, you know, look, it's a business model that's made a lot of people a lot of money. I think earlier this week, Uber announced, you know, like their first profitable quarter, and the stock is way up. And uh, we always like to know who was buying the stock the day before, but it wasn't me, uh, mm-hmm. so I didn't know about it. Was it was our senators and congressmen. Yeah, right. <laughs> Most of the time. <laughs> well, it's, it's perfectly legal. Um, but <laughs> it's no, all Ray, perfectly legal. Ray brings up a really good point, and it's another reason why the um, rideshare companies don't want uh, the drivers considered employees, because there is a separate claim for negligent hiring and negligent retention of employees. And and so if you are a company hiring a driver to drive for you, then you have a greater duty to perform a background check and to make sure that that person is fully legal and that their equipment, if you're providing them the car, that the equipment is up to safe standards. Um, And the failure to do any of those things subjects you to separate liability from just the liability of causing a crash. Whereas here they say, hey, look, we require our drivers to fill out this basic information. You have to swear that you have a valid driver's license with no restrictions. You have to swear that your vehicle is up to certain 
standards on the inside and and you know go through all this stuff but are they really enforcing doing and, 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 it, and it comes up because there's you know these very rare but highly publicized instances of people being assaulted by drivers um seems like seems to me that there are more instances the other direction of drivers being assaulted by passengers um but it comes up in that context. The, the issues Ray brings up about, you know, California and some other states is that there's an effort to try to unionize rideshare drivers to, to ensure them some basic level of benefits um, be, because the rideshare companies really squeeze the heck out of the drivers, you know. And so, you, you know, when you see people, you get in a car sometime and you can tell this person's been in this car for like 40 hours uh, without a break. And it's like, yeah, I, you know, I, I need to be constantly driving here to make this business model work for me. Well, let's compare to CDL tractor trailer drivers who have significant rules about how many hours in a row they can drive, uh, how many hours of sleep they must have. Most, and you know Bruce better than I, I mean, the, the new tractor-trailer rigs, they are, they've got computer monitors, they've got sensors so that the driver can't fall, well, can't fall asleep, but, you know, self-correcting driving issues. They've got, they Keeping can't use their the cell phone, you know, yeah. to make personal calls in the rig. Uh, I don't know that, that the ride services have any of those rules or about weapons. And you, Bruce, you even talked about something that's interesting. Yes, we seem to see a lot of drivers who are attacked. Well, was there any training for the drivers to a defend themselves, b defuse that situation, and what if they the driver overreacts and winds up harming a passenger for something that was a small argument? So, a lot of liability issues that are going to be litigated in the courts. But the the rideshare services that are listed on the stock exchange are doing everything they can <laughs> to protect their business That's model. Right. All around the world. I mean, in London, in England, they're trying to change it because when you get into other countries that are, you know, quite frankly, socialist in nature about uh, about employment, the, the government has more of a role in most employee employment relationships than we do. Uh, they're going to they're going to want to have more limitations and restrictions. Yeah. Uh, you know, something that's interesting that comes up is, is that let's say you're driving and somebody crashes into you and you come to learn that the person is a rideshare driver, right? Um, you're thinking, okay, well, they're going to be adequately insured against whatever my harm is and then the harm to any of my passengers. Um, but this is where we get into the fine print. And, and a lot of times it's not the sort of thing that's picked up on a police report uh, because the police aren't digging that deep unless there's a very serious injury or death. Um, they're just getting the basic information, clearing the road, getting people out of there, moving on to the next case. Um, so let's say that somebody is a Lyft driver or an Uber driver, uh, but they're just driving around in their vehicle and they didn't activate the app, so they're not, uh, they're not even responding they're to the They're not call. in service. You know, at that point, it's just a personal vehicle, and that driver's personal insurance is what's going to cover it. So they may be an Uber driver. That might be their career. But if they're just driving around and, and they haven't activated themselves as a driver that's looking for um, work at that moment, then you're just stuck with whatever their individual insurance might be. But then if they have the app on, and so they're sort of monitoring patrolling. the radio, patrolling, yeah, exactly, and they have the capability to respond to somebody's request to be picked up and taken somewhere, there's now a different level of coverage that applies to them. There's another level of coverage that applies if they have clicked the button so that they are responding to a 
request for a ride, even though there's no passenger in the vehicle. But they're but on their way. They're on their way, right? right. So they might be 11 minutes away, and, and it's, it's been 12 minutes. How come it's still 11 minutes away? No, they're, 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 uh -huh. they're, they're on their way to pick you up. They've activated Engage. Now there's a higher level of coverage that applies to them that Uber provides. And the highest level of coverage they provide is when there's a passenger physically within the vehicle. So, so all those details matter. You know, you'd like to think that um, police officer, if they see somebody in the back seat <laughs> without anybody in the front seat, would just you know be cute to kind of ask those questions. Why are you in the back seat? Is this a ride share situation? Yeah. And and go through the questions and that to get that level of detail. Well, that person should at least be listed as a witness on the police report. They what they saw is subject to questioning later on, but they were physically in the vehicle when an accident occurred. They should be listed and they may be hurt. Yeah, they they've got a so there's a separate claim that the passenger right. would have against a driver there and anybody else in any other vehicle or a pedestrian that that might have been hit at the same time. They'd all have claims and so understanding these different levels of insurance depending on the severity of your injuries really makes a difference. And as Bruce knows, when you try to get this information from uh, the well-paid San Francisco law firm that defends Uber, you get every runaround known to the legal system from an out-of-state law firm who basically says, you know, go figure it out yourself, uh, which requires you to file litigation. Well, now you can figure it out yourself, but they really should be more cooperative and transparent on this. And again, there should be a system for recording this and making it available to injured, innocent victims of a, of a wreck. Everything Ray say, says is 100% true, and I've said it for years, that if the insurance companies would just treat people decently, it would put 99% of the personal injury lawyers out of business. You wouldn't see billboards every 100 feet uh, on the highway, and you wouldn't uh, be overwhelmed with TV ads for personal injury lawyers in every city uh, in the country. I just got back from a trip to Florida, and um, you know I know we have it pretty bad here in Georgia in terms of the, a, a number of lawyer billboards, lawyer ads, but it's nothing like Florida. Uh -uh. It, that's, it, a, that's a whole new world. It sure there. is. It sure is. Anything it, goes. Even Cash had to take down his liquor billboards. <laughs> you can, know the Cash liquor stores when that? you move <laughs> first drive into, you, you keep, there's no billboard space for non-lawyers available in the state of Florida. Oh, so it, it's not like they took them down because they had to. It's no, no. It's just all, yeah, Morgan and Morgan and, and, you know, there's so many big players down there, uh, as Bruce says. Uh, w one quick thing I wanted to bring up on, on this too is that uh, again, check your policy because in the future, we're going to be passengers more than drivers. And we're going to be passengers in not only perhaps uh, vehicles that are driven by a Lyft or, or an Uber driver, but by vehicles that don't have a driver driving, yeah. uh, or have a driver whose role is basically looking out the window and in case of emergency who may or may not be properly trained to do that. So we're really, really, really got to view ourselves uh, very defensively when it comes to automobile insurance and property liability insurance, as we've always talked about. What Ray, Ray was talking about earlier about the limitations on the number of hours for over-the-road tractor-trailer drivers um, and the federal regulation that exists to make sure that we don't have tired drivers on the road, That there is an enormous push, not just for these self-driving autonomous vehicles for passenger vehicles, but for tractor trailers. And and so can you imagine just that, for, that first time you are driving along the highway and here comes a tractor trailer, you know, with, with two trailers being pulled at the same time, maybe three. I mean, it's essentially a freight train on the highway. 
and you look up and because you know your kids in the back seat trying to get him above his the arm to yeah. pull down yeah. again, <laughs> and there's nobody in the driver's seat and there's nobody in the passenger seat it is a fully driverless Panic. vehicle it it will be scary as heck and then at some point and and I, i'm afraid to get to that point there are going to be a lot of horror stories but Eventually, when that technology becomes safe enough, you're going to realize that, well, hang on a second. These driverless vehicles, they never get sleepy behind the wheel. They're never distracted by phone calls or by some truck stop hooker that's sitting in the they front seat. They didn't take the little white pills. They didn't, they're not, yeah, <laughs> their meth isn't, isn't, or their Adderall hasn't worn off, and now, now they're crashing. Coffee spilled in their lap. They're, I mean, they're, they're not leaving, yeah. you, you know, and uh, losing And the focus. computer can probably, we would think, go 70 miles an hour in a 70, 70 mile an hour zone and not be doing 90 flashing its lights behind you. I was yeah. adamantly against these self-driving vehicles, but I, and, and I know that along the way it's going to be a difficult transition where people are going to get hurt as we figure this stuff out. Um, and, it, and it's in that same category of, you know, you got to break a few eggs to make an omelet. Unfortunately, human lives will be the eggs that are broken here. Um, but we're losing human lives at an alarming rate due to driver error. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it should be treated as a national health crisis, and, it, and it's not. There's a number of people who are killed on the roads on a, on a daily basis. Um, and I think that eventually, when it's figured out that the autonomous vehicles will greatly reduce that, um, and, you know, that may be a bad thing for personal injury lawyers, but it's a good thing for well, society. Well, if we took out just the folks that are hurt or hurt others in drinking and driving cases, because the autonomous, can you say that word for me? The automatic <laughs> Autonomous? Self-driving. Try that. Self-driving. Self cup of coffee. The robot. The robot ain't going to get drunk. Okay. Yeah. The battery may wear down or something, but, but I agree with you. And, and look, I mean, think about how many parts of our society really are governed by the the machines now i mean when that 707 is up in the air yeah the pilots are really important and i know some of them are listening we can't do without you guys and gals but that's kind of for landing and taking off in between <laughs> there's a lot of automatic or there's a lot of machine flying uh you know they're there to assist and until needed so uh look look at look at how warfare not to get too far off rounds but you know how many things are autonomous? How many how many drones are dropping bombs instead of seventy nine million dollar you know F twenty two Raptors that that shoot eight hundred thousand dollar missiles and can't hit the damn Chinese balloon the first time? What the hell? <laughs> yeah, but we've all seen the Terminator, and we know how this turns out. <laughs> yes, so, it, so it, it is terrible. It, it, we we don't like to think of it because because you know the the other level of technology that's taking place here is the is the sort of machine learning computers that that are learning as they go and so when you have now you know the the tractor trailer that can think for itself on the road <laughs> hey, like, wasn't there a movie with that like clint yeah. East, eastwood and the, the, well, the, the, the terminator the, certainly <laughs> uh, was a lot of that so, that's so the one the first one that comes yeah but there's a tractor trailer comes. that's trying to kill people there's there's, there's <laughs> yeah, a bad oh, yeah, harm right, yeah right. <laughs> oh my you got to be old enough to so, remember so um you know there there is definitely something to that. but get, you know getting back again to the uber and lyft thing um, it, it Ray's exactly right. If if you are unsure what kind of insurance coverage you have right now, um, take a look because the most important thing you can have is uninsured motorist coverage and have it in the highest amount that you can get. If you are somebody who has assets and you have an umbrella policy, which is also an excess liability policy, mm -hmm. um, make sure you have uninsured motorist coverage under that policy too because ultimately that's the only way 
you can make sure that you have adequate coverage to protect you and your family if an event comes up where somebody is uninsured or underinsured. And, you know, medical care costs have skyrocketed. Um, it, it doesn't take much uh, in terms of medical treatment to have uh, bills alone that go beyond the, the amount of insurance coverage that's available to somebody. And these Uber and Lyft cases can be so tricky and they'll fight you so hard on it that um, it's just, you can easily find yourself in a situation where you are upside down and, and it would have been so easy to prevent that by just a little bit of foresight and the willingness to spend a little bit of money to get insurance that you hope you never use, which realistically, that's all insurance. I mean, that's how the insurance model works is they hope you never use it. Yeah. Uh, one last quick one. Uh, these kind of cases against the Lyft companies or, it, or if you're involved in an accident, either as a passenger or as a victim – Really, you want to get on these cases quickly for a number of reasons. One is all the issues about insurance that we've talked about, the issues of witnesses that we've talked about. But but I, what I want to say, and I'm going to say it gingerly or carefully, but it has come to my attention that many Uber and Lyft drivers are folks that have come to the United States recently, maybe within the last few years. This may be a job that they're working to get through college or a part-time job to supplement income. They may also be transient in that they're living in an apartment when the accident occurred. And two years later, when you finally lawyer gets around to filing a lawsuit and you can't find that Uber or Lyft driver, uh, these are these are there's a higher statistical probability of these drivers not being around or as easily to be located for the service of process on your lawsuit or the depositions two years after the accident. And Bruce, you know, you, you see this much more than I do, uh, but it, it really says you want to jump on these cases, get to a good lawyer, get a good investigator, get that police report, see if there's videotape, nail down the witnesses, ASAP, not a year and, and 11 and a half months later. But having that uninsured motorist coverage on your own auto policy is the sort of thing that should help you sleep better at night because anything can go wrong in the course of a litigation, including the disappearance of a defendant, including, you know, we've had defendants who have been deported. Yes. Um, that, that, you know, what just you want, do? Or just went back to visit their family and you're trying to serve process within the statute of limitations and they're overseas and you can't get them there. And, and so the uninsured motorist coverage will kick in mm -hmm. if, if you can't obtain service or process on a known defendant, right. um, but they've just either disappeared or you can't find them, your UM coverage protects you there too. So it, it, you know, the Uber and Lyft cases, just to sum up, are unique cases. Find somebody that's experienced in handling them, but you should know that you'll be protected as long as you were smart enough to purchase as much uninsured motorist coverage as possible as you can before you ever get into an Uber or Lyft or even get on the road behind the wheel of your own car. Smart advice that you get here on Extra 106.3 in your day in court with Bruce Hagan and Ray Judice. Quickly before we stop, Maximum Overdrive was that movie. When oh, the, right. When right. the 18-wheelers were coming there. on, it was directed by Stephen King. Yeah, that's, that's, that's like a 2.30 a.m. Yeah, you, know, you, exactly. you either can't exactly. sleep or don't want to sleep. That's what you watch. ACDC on the uh, the soundtrack of that yeah, one. before the test pattern comes there on. There you go. Well, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have to, it's probably been a day or two since anybody heard about the test pattern. It's been a minute. When we come back, we'll talk about the uh, train derailment in Ohio and something that actually happened similarly here in Metro Atlanta 
what legal options do they have? Next on Extra 106.3 in your day in court. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs with Blue certified. Nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford. We are Atlanta's Ford dealer. This is your day in court with Bruce Hagan and Ray Judice on Extra 106.3. Welcome back. Final segment of your day in court with renowned lawyers Bruce Hagan and Ray Judice. We'll give you their contact information as soon as the segment is done. That way, in case you need legal help and the best legal representation, you can get it with one of these gentlemen. But I want to uh, go to what's happened in this train derailment in Ohio in uh, the Ohio village of New, I'm sorry, East Palestine. And I thought it was called Palestine, and then I got yelled at, and, and, and it's pronounced East Palestine. So if you think it's the other way, I'm sorry. That's just what they've been telling me. That's what the, that's what the news reporters are saying. So with this, I mean, it's obviously devastating to the environment. There's a lot of negativity that is around this thing, these toxic fumes and this these, uh, you know, these big burns that the uh, – the government has said, basically, this is the worst, you know, this is the best of the worst decisions that we have. What can people um, expect to get help with, especially if these toxic fumes uh, hurt their family, hurt their children? We're already talking about uh, bad water and rashes all around. For the people impacted, what are what are some of the things that they can do and, and hope for to get help you know, medically? Yeah, well, it's, it's unfortunate, um, but... We live in a world where we use a lot of nasty chemicals for a lot of different things. And when something like this happens, um, and it doesn't even take a, a massive catastrophe like this, but when there's toxins that are released into the air, into the water, um, and they can be traced back to the negligence of whoever it was that was responsible for not allowing those toxins to be released into the air and the water, the consequences can be devastating and they can be far reaching and can take years even to develop because, you know, if somebody is inhaling these chemical fumes uh, in that area and, and these fumes have carried for miles and miles around there, there there's... I can't even imagine the numbers of types of cancer that could be developed just from doing this. And, and we've seen it before. Um, there was a company here in Cobb County called Sterigenics that was uh, releasing toxic fumes into the air. Um, and it ended up being a class action lawsuit that came out for folks who lived within a certain geographic radius around the plant that developed these cancers that led to some 400, 500 million dollar fund being created to compensate the victims. And, and you really, in those situations, you only have to show typically a couple of things that you were in the vicinity where you were likely to be affected by the toxins in the air or the water, and that you developed a certain type of cancer within a certain time frame. And, and the idea of trying to co- prove causation goes, it, it's a little bit relaxed as opposed to just showing exposure. So something like that is bound to come up 
for the folks in this region as well. Um, it's just that you don't develop those illnesses within a week after the, the burn getting started or 10 days. You might have burning eyes and skin rashes and things like that. But, you know, this isn't a nuclear uh, bomb being exploded in your backyard. It's, it's just something that you know it's dangerous, you know it's toxic, there will be negative effects. There already have been a handful of lawsuits filed for both environmental issues as well as health issues. Partly that's because lawyers want to be first to the courthouse. Um, they know the direction this is going to go. This is going to get consolidated uh, into probably one or several large cases. And if you're first, that gives you the best chance of being in that leadership position where you might have the chance to represent more folks and make more money. Yeah, the uh, mass tort cases, meaning mass, meaning lots of folks, lots of claims cases, whether it's the old Fen-Fen diet pills case or the NFL head injury concussion case that Bruce knows thoroughly. Uh, There are lead lawyers that are assigned by the court to sort of oversee the litigation so that you don't have to take the same depositions of the uh, the train engineer 150 times for 150 different claimants. You take it once. Everybody shares the discovery. In theory, it's supposed to reduce the costs of the litigation and prove and be efficient. Uh, you know, but as Bruce points out, I mean, do you want to eat tomatoes next summer from the soil grown within 50 miles of this train wreck? Of course, no, not. you don't. Do you want to swim in Lake Ochakobi next? spring with your kids you want to drink the well water this don't forget up in this area of the country a lot of folks have wells where they drink well water uh, there's a lot of retaining ponds and, and and aquifers and and aqueducts where water is moved around I'm from you know new york state and that's that's how we do our water uh through most of the upstate part into pennsylvania right right bruce and so Absolutely, i mean yeah. so you're talking about the reservoirs of water uh the soil the air the birds the trees, your cat ate a bird Everything. that had, was poisoned, and then the cat comes home and scr- – I mean, it, it, you know, a lot of people in Japan died in World War II when the bomb exploded. And then for the next 75 years, a lot of people died of various cancers and problem. skin problems and issues that, uh, of course, it was related, you know. But it's hard to prove, and it's got to be done. Again, this is the early legwork where the scientists need to get on the ground and do their tests. Uh, you got to hope that they're thorough. Um, as they say, it's the old saying, I'm from the federal government, and I'm here to help you. And a lot of people <laughs> start running in the other direction. Well, that. look, that, that's, uh, th- those people have not been uh, asked to come offer their help in uh, Ohio because the governor said we don't want any federal help. You know, and that's, that's an issue that's going on there separately. We'll leave that to the uh, regular Monday through Friday hosts on this station to talk about the politics sure, sure. Of, of what's going on here. You know, there's tremendous deregulation of the rail industry uh, back in the Trump administration as well. So, you know, Norfolk Southern may try to hide behind a defense of we didn't do anything illegal. You know, we didn't do anything negligent. What we did here was perfectly within the rules and it was just an accident. And, and, and that's the defense that they're going to come up with. And so as this investigation goes on, both from the uh, state and federal investigators that will come in and try to recreate and understand why this crash happened. And then also, what is the substance that's being transported? Is this legal or illegal? You know, the dirtier the hands of Norfolk Southern, the worse it's going to get for them. Because if they can hide behind the, this defense of, we complied with every law and every regulation on our industry, and we didn't do anything, we just had, you know, a fluky thing happen. Well, that affects the 
level of responsibility that they will have or should have for any harm that comes from it. But the minute that suddenly it's like you deviated from these rules and you know that it, it's not that hard to find, um, the more that that case is built against them, um, the greater than the, the, the cost to them for the harm that they cause. And there's so many issues. I mean, were, were, the, were the tracks in good shape? Were they properly maintained? That locomotive has got the same kind of a black box of technology as, you know, most cars on the road and tractor trailers do about speed, braking. There's probably, I, I know they have cameras on those trains. So there's going to be a whole lot of, you know, forensic evidence uh, that should be yep. being gathered right now. And we'll probably know people here in Georgia who have even just been temporarily in Ohio, but that they live here. And, you know, a year or two from now, we'll have some strange illness and our phones will be ringing. Uh, if it's you, please call us. But our phones will be ringing because... Um, the effects of this thing are, are, are still very much unknown. Well, let's get to that. When people do need great legal advice and expert legal opinion and help, they need to reach out to one of you two gentlemen. Bruce, how do they get a hold of you, starting with you? Yeah, I mean, whether you've been exposed to uh, cancer-causing toxic fumes or have just been in a car wreck, easy enough to find me. You can call me at 404-202-2233. You can also email me, bruce at hagen-law.com. And check out our website. Lots of great information there. Ray Judice, RayJudicelaw.com, 404-964-4185, offices in Roswell. But we do so much with Zoom and Team nowadays that, you know what? Uh, don't fight Atlanta traffic. Just let's hook up. You know, I'll sit in my office or at my house with a cup of coffee. You sit in your house with a cup of coffee or your office, and let's talk for 15 or 20 minutes. And we'll send you the documents uh, online. You can docu-sign. I mean, it's unbelievable, Ray, Bruce. Ray's, uh, he's trying to be delicate because he would use, used to say, I'll be in my office with a cup of coffee. You'll be in the hospital bed in traction, and somebody will be holding the phone up in front of you. That's right. I will say that, that I do miss the old hospital visits. I used to do, when I was a baby lawyer, did a whole lot of those. There's, the doctors and the nurses don't know how to handle it. Here comes a we'll, lawyer we'll, just, um, just strolling we'll, right in why don't we have a whole topic on that one? <laughs> take a little hand and sign next this week, contract next week we will <laughs> that does it for us here on your day in court with bruce hagan and ray judice if you ever miss an episode you can go back and listen to them on any of the podcasting platforms apple google amazon uh spotify they'll always be there for you you can listen there and uh always send us your twitter messages and uh or reach out to us directly to uh ask questions and uh suggest topics for your day in court here on Extra 106.3. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs with Blue certified. Nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford. We are Atlanta's Ford dealer. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. 
And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC.